Today on the Life to the Fullest podcast, I am enthused, energized, motivated, and celebrating this man that's going to join the show, Billy Floyd from Locked In. Billy is a positive influence who does whatever he can to get people locked in. His Locked In movement was created to help people understand the importance of being present and focused while living in the moment in order for you to get to where you want to be, no matter how hard it gets. Billy has his own business called Locked In Lifestyle, LLC. He collaborates with local businesses in the 518 and creates authentic content for them. He also works as the arena host for the Adirondack Thunder, MCs and hosts all of the best buddies New York events in the Capital Region, and runs a basketball league as part of Legacy Fitness Club in Gillerland. Billy enjoys spreading the truth with the goal of inspiring people to stop caring about what other people think so they can become their true authentic selves. Billy is locked in and it's time to lock in and get loaded with Billy Floyd. Well, welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason, here today for a dynamic powerhouse episode. I am so grateful to welcome Billy Floyd to the show Welcome, Billy. How are you doing today? Oh, I could not be more locked in. Life to the fullest. That is one of the greatest titles for a podcast I've ever heard. That's what we're in the business of, Dan, helping people live life to the fullest. Why not go all in? Why not? I can't wait to talk about it, baby. Thanks for having me on, bro. Man, you're bringing the heat already. The fire, I can feel it. And we are truly locked in. I'm pumped up to do this with you. It's been a long time coming, actually. Because it's interesting how I met you, and it's actually through our friends at Novice Clothing Company, and there was one day that I'm in my office, I was locked in, doing some orders, and I hear this positive, energetic, enthusiastic guy, and I said, I gotta meet him. And we met, and here we are today, and then I saw you recently at the Best Buddies Walk. We were getting after it, man. Man, We were getting down. It was amazing. You're carving it up with DJ Ketchup on the stage. I love Ketchup. I mean... (laughs) That's a guy you just want to be around. He walks into a room, instantly, party is on. He is literally a walking party. Everybody's dancing, everybody's vibing. When you're around people who make you want to be at your best, you will never lose, Dan. It's over. Come on. And all those kids, they were winning, and they were winning often. You're carving up the dance floor. You're high-fiving. You're showing them how to move and groove. And they are smiling ear to ear. That's all that matters, man. Making people happy. Making people feel comfortable. Making people feel like themselves. That is the best. When you can make someone feel like they are comfortable in their own skin, making them feel like they're important, making them feel celebrated. And that's Mm. why I love being a part of Best Buddies. It's not about going places where you're tolerated. It's about going places where you're celebrated. So when you're around DJ Ketchup, Kate, Shannon, the whole crew over there, you just feel like you're the king of the world. You're a king, you're a queen, you're just locked in. So being a part of Best Buddies, doing the friendship walk, that is just a next level experience. Yeah, it was incredible. There were hundreds of people there at Crossgates Mall. They had so many different vendors. They had the dancing, the music. I didn't wow. wear a Fitbit or a smartwatch, but over two to 3,000 calories were burned just Unreal. from shimmying and shaking it. It was sick. <laughs> Yeah, and I witnessed that, and um, I could see all the the joy that was being had in that room. 
Now, you created Locked In, a movement, a platform. It's impacting so many lives here in the Capital Region, beyond, and throughout the country. And young people of all ages are being impacted. Of course. Share with us a little bit about your story, because it's not every day that you come across a young guy like yourself who not only is locked in, but is encouraging, is inspiring, and wants to impact others at such a high level. Well, I appreciate all the praise, Dan. Thank you so much. This this mindset, this movement, I'm so excited to talk about it. It has changed my life. It is changing lives as we speak. This is why I'm alive, to help people, to help people grow, to help people get better. And it started from when I was a young kid, Dan, because all I wanted to do, I just knew deep down, like, Life is about elevation. Life is about getting better, consuming, learning, and then creating. And from a very young age, I've just always had the right people in my life, the right friends, the best parents, the greatest grandparents. Mm. And I always highlight every single time my grandfather, my papu, Ernie Anastas. He is a news legend in New York City, was in the business for, I think, over four or five decades, working for every different station in the biggest TV market in the country. And he lives in Westchester, which is about two and a half hours away from us here in the capital region, and it's very close to the city. And when I would travel down to visit my yaya and papu, my grandpa and grandma, my papu, we would go to New York City. And when I was a little kid... I remember we'd walk around downtown, we'd walk around the city, walk around to every store, and people are just flocking mm. Ernie Anastas. People are flocking my papu. Can I get a picture? Can I get a hug? Ernie, kisses, hugs. And he stopped, and he would give everybody the love, mm. the handshakes, the selfies, the signatures, asking them questions. He's the superstar here, and he's the one going out of his way to ask everybody, how are you doing? How's your family? What do you love most about life? And I'm like four, five, six, seven years old. I'm like, what? Who is this? Like, what? what is going on? Am yeah, I you're soaking it all in. You're seeing this happen right before your right eyes. Right before my eyes, and I have no idea what's going on. But as I'm getting older, Dan, I'm like, wait a minute. This guy is a legend. He's on television. He talks to people. He makes people better. He's got confidence. He's got charisma. Everyone loves him. Everyone is obsessed with his energy. And when I was a teenager, I realized like, oh my gosh, I got to utilize this guy because Mm. he loves me more than the world and he is here for me. So why not learn almost everything I can from him. And when I learned from him, I realized obviously there's other great legends. And he's leaving a legacy behind, clearly. Derek Jeter, leaving the legacy. Serena, Kobe. I want to be that person Mm. that leaves a legacy. So like my papu did with television news, I want to find my thing so I can invest into it, I can get great at it, and then one day build something out of it, leave it behind, just helping people grow along the way. So that's pretty much like my background yeah. when it comes to my mindset. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's incredible to hear at a young age, you soaking that in, being in that environment, really being that sponge and seeing and also giving credit, right, to those that have paved the way before you. But you said something there at the end that you said, I want to leave a legacy and I want to pay it forward, basically. Mm -hmm. And if people can hear something today, I think that's what we really have to understand that it can resonate with each and every one of us, that if we pay it forward to somebody else, it's going to impact their life. It's going to be lasting because there are so many things that we have to offer that matter. Exactly. You know, when when you think about who you are and what you want to do, 
for me personally, all that matters is positively impacting other people, doing what you love and making meaningful connections. And that has been my vibe and that has been my mantra from day one. And if you can make those positive connections through doing what you love and you're positively impacting, like you're just clicking on all cylinders. There's no better feeling than making someone understand like, hey, you can make it happen. You can get it done. You can do whatever you want to do. So that's just the type of stuff that we're on, Dan. It's amazing. Dude, you're doing things at the next level. Now, so you got your degree in sports communications. Yep. Right? And then you went off to, you shared with me, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Take us through what that looked like and then this whole transformation. Because a lot of times, especially in this generation that we live in now, younger people are thinking, oh, I can get the this, this success right away. I can get the accolades. Things are going to happen overnight. They're not willing to wait. They're not willing to put their neck on the line. They're also not willing to take a risk and even face some failure. A hundred percent, Dan. And before we even get into Wyoming, I just want to make it very clear that back in my day, middle school, high school, college, before my senior year of college, I was always a very positive person. Had a lot of friends, great girlfriends, great relationships, played a lot of sports. But deep down, I was still like insecure about my dreams and my Mm. visions because my dreams were so big. I wanted to be on the biggest stages. I wanted to be on television. I wanted to talk to everybody that I looked up to. I wanted to do extravagant things. The only problem was I didn't actually do anything about it because the thought of failing Mm. and the thought of looking stupid, the thought of getting made fun of, it scared me so much. But then before my senior year of college, when I went to Marist, I realized like, all right, I'm about to graduate college. I need to do something serious about this because I can't graduate and just take some New York City job. Nothing wrong with New York City, but I didn't want to go work for someone and run coffees to them and just be their little assistant. I just didn't want that. Didn't want to move back to the capital region because... I've never been anywhere else at a news station when they were both news anchors. So yeah, I thought the, everything is adding up there. Come on. It's in the blood pointing you in the direction. So I'm like, all right, let's get into TV news. Cause I do want to get good on camera. I want to get good at telling stories. I want to interview people. I want to put myself out there. I want to challenge myself and I can't do that here in upstate New York. The market is too high. I don't have the experience. I'm not ready for that. So the mindset going into senior year was, I'm going to apply for any TV job all over the country. I don't care if it's weather, sports, news, traffic, Hawaii, Idaho, Missouri, Massachusetts, I'm sending an application. I probably applied to over 200 jobs, Dan, and got one offer. Now, I got to interject there for a second because I need people to rewind and to listen to the last three minutes of what you talked about because you just shared something that's so important, so crucial, so critical for people. And the reason why is so many people are stymied by fear. They're Mm -hmm. stymied by the fact that we don't know what is going to happen in a year from now or six months from now. We're not willing to take the risk. And you said, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. And you put yourself out there and said, I'm going to apply to over 200 positions, oh, not yeah. one, not five, not 10, not a hundred, 200. And then the one lands. Now look at you now. 
it all played a purpose. The failures, the application process, not hearing anything back, getting denied. You don't have the experience. Who do you think you are? What is going on here? Why are you even coming to us? I had to go through that. And the crazy thing too, Dan, is every time I sent an application, the mindset was they're going to write me back and I'm going to get this job. And I struck out 199 times to get one offer. But the thing is, you were so positive still. And, and that's the thing because you believed in yourself. Yep. And you had people who believed in you. The best friends and the best family ever. Like all my college friends, all my people from home, my parents, my grandparents, they always believed in me and they always made me feel special. They always made me feel like I am who I am. And sometimes... I wouldn't buy into that because mm. I was still so afraid of who I could actually become that I would think like, oh man, like my friends are hyping me up or my parents think so highly of me, but like, there's just no way that's true. When it's just all in my head, the little demon in my head trying to tell me, Billy, you aren't capable. Obviously I'm capable. And when I got to Casper, I knew going into it that I was going to be terrible and I was 100% correct. I wasn't being negative, Dan, sure. thinking like, oh, I'm going to go in here and suck. Right. I was being, I don't like the term realistic. I like maybe more logical. I was sure. being logical, knowing, okay, you didn't do anything in college, barely. You had a right. little material for a newsreel. But you know that you have a long way to go. So I would show up to that morning news anchor job, and it was the greatest job ever. The stories are endless. The impact, everything I learned. But man, I was trash when I first started. I couldn't read the prompter without messing up a sentence. Every sentence I'd mess up. Every interview, I would be so insecure. Like, why are they letting me do this on TV? <laughs> Who let me get this position? I'm trying to banter with my co-hosts. Meanwhile, they won the awards for best news anchor and wow. best meteorologist in the state yeah, like so the that, past that, year. That's got to be a little bit tough. But I was terrified. And, but here's the thing. You're in an environment, right, that's challenging you. Yeah. Most of the time, people aren't getting out of their comfort zone to grow to the potential that they have. Right. We don't have a ceiling to our potential. A lot of people say, oh, I want to max out my life. But actually, it's continuing to level up in your life. But before you get there, you have to hone your craft. You have to work at it and trust the process. You clearly did that. You have to because every day I would walk out of there saying, okay, yes, I messed up. Yes, I remember where I messed up, how I messed up, why I didn't like it, why it felt awkward. And then I would go into the next day thinking, okay, how can we be different? How can we be better? The next day goes on and okay, there's still mistakes, there's still errors. But I just knew deep down, 1% better every day. Stack the days, mm. keep showing up, keep setting that alarm. Don't quit. Don't say this is too hard. Like I hate the terms like quitting and giving up. Like quitting is when you try something that is challenging and you just give up right, right away. You can't just quit when it's super hard right away. And then, you know, I was there for two and a half years and by year two, second year on the job, I took home the award for best news anchor in the state of Wyoming. Is that right? That is correct. Wow. And that is because I showed up every single day and got better. Year one, eh, not too great. But then I got better. By the end of year one, I felt locked in. Then going into year two, I won the award and I felt ability to talk. It's not anything besides showing up, getting after it, taking the L's, taking the failures, embracing the embarrassment, but just know, hey, 
eventually it's going to click and I'm going to find it. Yeah. It's the humble yet hungry mentality, right? Oh yeah. And, and having this drive, this desire, challenging yourself and staying within yourself, understanding where you want to go, mm-hmm. but also having the perspective to say, this is where I am today and how to look at what the, a lot of times people are so, you know, inundated with the fact that I got to know everything right away, or what are they going to think if I don't have it right here and now mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay to not know but it's not okay to not try and it's not okay to like pretend that everything is good or like to pretend like oh you're you got this like no there's times where you don't have it and you have to be aware mm. that you need to work on a certain skill set you need to work on getting better at something and like i said that's not being negative by telling yourself oh i'm bad at this no It's a positive thing to say, I'm not great at speaking on television. I'm not great at conducting interviews, but now I'm intentionally trying to get better. I'm working on my weaknesses so that one day I can look back and say, these No, I love that. So then you go from Wyoming and there's a transition. What does that look like? So when I was in Wyoming, Dan, I need to mention that the job was the greatest fairy tale land position I could have ever imagined. The people in Wyoming are my type of people. Everywhere you go, any situation, the grocery store, the bar, any place, the ball field, everybody has this energy, this glow. Wow. They're already looking at you with a smile. It's so easy to connect and so easy to communicate with people. And I just felt so confident in myself because, you know, sometimes you talk to people and they want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Unfortunately, upstate New York could be like that sometimes. A little it's bit cold. tough. It's yeah. cold. It's chilly. And <laughs> sometimes you doubt yourself and you're like, man, like, am I really a bother to these people? Why am I even alive? What's my existence? Mm. But in Wyoming, everyone's like, Hey, how can we connect? How can we help each other? How can we laugh? How can we grow? So having those people in this area for my first job, it made everything so easy. And I was the morning show producer and anchor for Good Morning Wyoming in Casper for the KTWO ABC affiliate. And then do an hour and a half live show with a co-host and a meteorologist. And the show was not about like hard hitting you know, political deep dive news. We would read about the important stuff when it was appropriate, but mostly it was highlighting the community, highlighting the entrepreneurs, the restaurant owners, the athletes, the kids, the clubs, the nonprofits. So with my position before every show, like the night before, the afternoon before, I would call people in the area, anybody I could get a hold of Facebook group chats, looking up numbers, looking up emails. Hey, you want to come on the show? Hey, you want to talk about this event? Hey, you want to talk about what you got going on? And who doesn't want to come on live TV and talk about what they're doing? They love it. Especially the Wyomingites, the positive people. So everybody, I mean, we would have like two to even six live guests per morning show. I would sit down, my co-anchor would sit down, we would interview these people, they would share their story, we would post it on Facebook, they would blast it on the internet. So everyone in the community, Dan, everybody knew who we were and we knew everybody. So we were getting invited to all the Mm. fun events, we were being put on to so many different people, so many connections. What I love about what you did was you built and fostered community using the news as that 
platform. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, news and media drag so many people down into the mud right. all the time. But instead, it was like this reflection of the community. And it was never about like, oh, look at me. I'm on TV. I have to be the star of the show. I have to be the spotlight figure. It's like, no, I know my role. I'm going to stay in my role. I'm going to star in my role. My job is to be the best at delivering the news, delivering the stories, and sharing the stories through other people. And that's the same type of energy that my co-hosts had. Everybody was so selfless. Obviously, they're being selfish by locking in completely yeah, towards what to. they had to do and prioritizing the work. But we really highlighted that community. So I learned how to shake hands, look people in the eye, have confidence. At first, I had that imposter syndrome of like, who are you to be on TV, to interview people, to shake hands? Why are they going to believe in you? You're a 22-year-old doofus out of college. But then the mentality changed over time where it's like, no, you're the guy who runs the show. You're the guy who does it big. They're coming because they want to be with you. That's right. And I invited them because I want to be with them. So those connections... All that love, all that positivity, it just took me to the next level. And then I did make that transition to Eugene, Oregon. So I was in Casper, Wyoming from June 2018 till about October 2020. So roughly two okay. and a half years. And in TV news, Dan, it's all about moving up in television markets. Sure. So you can have more eyes on you. You're covering, I guess, bigger stories. You get paid more. This is how the business goes. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, I have to follow this. Right. I have to do There's this. There's a natural progression. A hundred percent. This is what I've learned from everybody who's came before me. And this is, you know, end of 2020. So coronavirus is still at its peak, still very much like dominating the country. For sure. And it was hard to find a job. So I'm trying to apply to all these different jobs because I was so afraid of going through a period where I didn't have a job and I didn't want to lose like my news anchor identity. Right. And I took the first job that I got, morning news anchor position in Eugene, Oregon. And I knew going into it, it would be nothing like Wyoming, but I just, I knew I had to do it. I knew that it was time to go. I just, even though I knew it was going to stink and it was going to be dark and it was going to be completely different, I just, I had to go. And it was completely different because instead of doing positivity and, and talk show and community events and community everything, it was just me reading off a teleprompter. I didn't even have a co-host. Wow. I just had a meteorologist, a wonderful girl. Uh, she was fantastic. Nothing against her, but I didn't have anybody to banter with. Yeah, that's I, I right. I didn't have anybody to talk with. Feed the energy off of. Nothing. Yeah. It was just me reading about you know Biden, Trump, Corona, vaccine, back to school, crime. Nothing wrong with that because there's very talented journalists who For excel sure. at telling those stories. But that's not what I'm passionate about. And I had a bunch of positive ideas that I wanted to execute on. But the news station wanted me to follow their mold and do the stories mm -hmm. they wanted me to do. And I didn't want to do any of that at all. So that chapter of my life, like October through about like January, February of 2021, like 2020 to 2021, it was dark. It was mm. brutal. But again, like you have to put yourself in that rock bottom position to realize, okay, the only way is up from here. I got broken apart, destroyed, but now I have all the pieces and I can build myself back up any way I want to through everything that I learned.
I appreciate you sharing all that because in life, obviously, we see these roller coaster rides that we're on. We see the ups and the downs. There's going to be challenges that come our way. The minute that we reach some kind of summit or a new height could be the very moment that we drop to the bottom. Mm -hmm. The resiliency, though, and still fostering that belief. And you said something a while back, and I want it resonated with me when you basically shared with us this mentality: why not? That's exactly it. And something I love that Tim Grover says, who's Michael Jordan's trainer. I love MJ. I love Tim Grover. He talks about the bus ride back to hell. And that comes after you reach the pinnacle, after you reach the top. And I was reading his book, Relentless, pretty much right at the end of my Oregon stint. Basically, I'm looking back in my life and it's like, okay, I reached the peak of my television news career. Here I am at the top of the game in Wyoming. Won the best anchor award, not even about the award. I made the biggest difference. And after reaching that maximum potential, I had to take the bus ride back to hell. You mm. gotta go all the way back down. Cause so many people, Dan, they think once they reach the top, okay, you gotta go all the way back down and the way back down stinks. It yep. is daunting it's brutal you could fall you could break your kneecaps you could almost die on that way back down but once you get back to the bottom it's like okay where's the next big mountain that i can conquer where can i go next and how can i do it better faster quicker stronger than the last time so that line the bus ride back to hell that's what happens after you win the championship. Mm. You got to come all the way back down to rebuild next season. You got to reach that new pinnacle and that why not mentality. It's like, why would I not do this? When have I ever in my life, I'm thinking to myself, when have I ever failed when I gave everything? There is the answer failure. is never, no. never no. failed. Maybe I came up short of my goal, but I at least landed somewhere trying to reach the goal. So when it was, why not? Why can't I come back and do something my way? Why can't I have, after everything I learned in Wyoming and Oregon, why can't I build my own platform? Why can't I be my own brand? Why can't I follow my own path and create my own destiny and my own legacy? Why not, right? That's right. And, and the great Michael Jordan, right? He said, some Go. people want it to happen. Some people wish it happened champions make it happen make it happen they make it happen now here's the thing you might go down into that valley and when you're at that valley at that moment it then creates a challenge within yourself to grow to foster to learn to become better mm -hmm. so oftentimes people don't look at it like this when you are stretched when you're pulled back it's like an a bow and arrow mm -hmm. because the more tension that comes onto that arrow the greater you're going to be launched into a new direction Robbins. always talks about the cycles of life you mm -hmm. look at the natural world you look at go to the beach summertime right you might be there the waves are coming in they're crashing in the 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 sea is is raging and the waves are in but then eventually it's going to recede mm -hmm. right it's going to recede it's going to go back the tide rises and it also slows that's like in our life as well. We have to pay attention to these things and be okay with it because it's not a bad thing. It's not actually negative if you have the right perspective, the right mentality, and understanding ultimately where you want to go, and that's to get back to the top. A hundred percent. You have to understand where you're at in life, and it's the seasons of life. It's I like how you said the beach example. It's I always like to talk about how life is kind of like you're being out in open water, right? Sometimes you're 
chilling and nothing's happening and you're trying to find a wave, you're trying to find something, you're working so hard to maneuver your way in the ocean and then finally you catch a wave, right? And you're riding this wave and you're on top and you're killing it and you're dominating life and you feel like you should be on everyone's TV because you're just killing the game. And then obviously you come down, you crash, you might go into the water, you might drown for a second thinking like it's all over, you might be panicking, you might be freaking out. But eventually after being calm, composed, collected, cool, you get back to surface, you get back on your board and you're like, all right, all right, I survived. Nothing bad happened. Let's keep going. Let's find another wave because this is so much fun. This That's progression right. of waiting, locking in at the top, crashing at the bottom, near-death experience, <laughs> boom, I'm right back to where I was. But now we're going to find the bigger wave or the bigger mountain like I talked about. That's yeah, what it's all about. And I think for a lot of people, sometimes it's just keep paddling. Mm -hmm. right? Just keep going. Do the next right thing. Keep the ball moving in a positive direction because if you do so, it's not luck. Right. It's not your oh, hate luck that people think, oh, Billy got lucky. He got this oh, break. God. No, no, it's not that at all. It's disgusting. You, you create the momentum in your life right. and you also attract goodness to come your way and you send it to other people. Right. I'm glad you brought up luck because I don't I, you know, hate is a strong word, but with all due respect, I hate when people say Oh, just my luck or you're so lucky. How are you such a lucky person? It's like, you know, going back to what I was talking about before, like when I was growing up too, you know, great things would happen to me because again, intentionally I'm trying to make my life great. I'm mm. in the trenches working my butt off to make things happen. And so often people would tell me, Billy's the luckiest kid I know. How do you have that luck? I wish I had your luck. Oh, lucky you. And I would tell myself like, wait, like how am I lucky? Like, mm. is this all just luck? Is this, am I supposed to be doing well? Like, am I really lucky? And I would get assessed head and cause people would try to like degrade some of my successes or degrade what I've done by saying you're lucky. I'm not, it's not fair that your life is great and mine isn't. But as I've grown, it's like, there's no such thing as no. luck. You create everything yeah, on and, your own terms. And, and they're saying that because first of all, they're envious, right? Number two, they want to be living the life you are living, but they're not willing to put in the work that you're willing to do to get there. And that's what kills me because it's not even about like, obviously I talked about a little bit, you know, it, I would feel insecure. Now I'm way past that. At this age right now, I'm 27 years old. I can't stand when people have that mentality of like, oh, it's just my luck that I didn't get the job. It's just my luck that it didn't work out with this boy or girl I was trying to talk to. It's like, fix your freaking mindset. Stop right. being a victim and take responsibility. You got dumped. You didn't get the job. You didn't get what you thought you deserved. And now you're out here saying, oh, like it's all out of luck. It's because my luck sucks. It's like, no, you did something wrong. You failed. You messed up. The energies didn't align. That's right. If you can take responsibility, mm. if you can hold yourself accountable wow. and see, whoa, what went wrong? Then you fix it. Then the next you get after you're going to succeed because you're not now saying, oh, like it's all based off of 
the universe and luck. No, it's based off of you and what you can actually do. Yeah, the stars aligning and all that nonsense. Here's here's the thing about it, and you touched on it so well. It's not the luck at all. It's about you putting in the effort. It's also about humility. It's about recognizing, hey, I didn't do it right this time. Let mm-hmm. me learn something. Let me not sit in my sorrow. Let me not sit in my mess. Right. And other times you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, maybe it didn't go my way. Maybe that's for a good reason too. Maybe around the corner is something better, but you have to have that mindset. And you got to believe I'm going to keep this thing going. That's always the mindset. Every time I didn't get what I was going for, I would just tell myself, oh, great. That just means something better is coming. And if that is your mentality, you will literally get things that are better than what you're actually working towards that you didn't end up getting. But you just have to have that mentality. You have to be a little delusional. You have to believe there's no way this fails. But if it does fail, okay, let's pivot and let's go work harder to attract something else. Someone like Michael Jordan. You think he ever went into a basketball game thinking, oh man, yeah, Stockton and Malone, like they are tough. Like, going to be hard to beat him. This could go either way. We might lose. Are, are you joking? He's going in there thinking, I'm going to rip these guys' throats out and I'm going to win with my team no matter what. And you know what? He's still lost. It's about the mentality and what he did to try to make it happen. He gave it everything. And okay, you lose 300 games, but you know what? Six championships. And that has to be the mentality in your own life. You have to go after everything knowing this is happening. It's going to hit. And if it doesn't, okay, boom, what can we do different and how can we make it better? Yeah. I mean, that's so well said. So Michael Jordan wins these six championships. The interesting thing is Phil Jackson, his great coach, legendary coach, Love him. has this quote talking about no man is an island. No man goes his way alone. What we put into the lives of others comes back onto its own. I share mm. that because Jordan was a champion six times. But how about the amount of players on his team that he elevated their games so they can win rings, so they can hoist the trophy? That is a locked-in mentality. 100%. Because so many times people think, all right, what can I do in my life to become successful for me? But I know you, mm-hmm. being the person that you are and how you're impacting the community, It's not just about our successes are most felt and seen and celebrated when we elevate other people. I want you to talk about that a little bit because locked in, the meaning behind it. There's so many phrases that you could have chosen. Yeah. You chose this one. It fits you so well. What is the meaning and how do you use it to elevate others? This was fall 2021. I'm out outdoor courts with one of my best friends in the whole world, Andrew Holmes. The greatest dude, so strong physically and mentally. I love this kid to death. He's been a brother of mine forever. We're outside. It's a windy fall day. Starting to drizzle a little bit too. And if you know basketball, if you're shooting hoops outside (laughs) in the wind. Good to know when I have a pickup game, I'll be calling you. Call me up. I'm ready to go. And every shot's going in. At least that's (laughs) the mentality. That's That's the mentality. But we're missing like crazy. And finally, it's like, dude. We got to lock in. We got to make this happen. We can't be missing like this. We're going to have games coming up. Come on, bro. Let's focus. So obviously one guy is always shooting. One guy is always rebounding. Then we switch. We started saying locked in before we catch locked in shot. And we just kept saying it. 
obviously you understand that's right. we started making the shots we couldn't miss so now we're dying laughing like locked it like now we're laughing saying it just cashing everything and ever since that day we're now like texting each other like voice memos locked locked in sending locked emojis like literally just me and him and I still live with my parents and I was living with them at the time as well because I moved back home and around my house I'm saying locked locked in mommy locked in and I'm just like bombarding her because once I have a phrase in my head or a song lyric I can't stop saying it so I'm just saying locked in locked in locked in a month or two goes by it's Christmas time and my mom she got me a sweatshirt, a navy blue hoodie, embroidered in white, locked in. No way. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, this is, this is the greatest gift I've ever gotten in my life. I'm like, mom, what? She's like, come on, you don't stop with it. <laughs> Clearly, it's your thing. Clearly, you love this. You have to have something to represent that. So I put it on, Dan. And when you're wearing something that says locked in, right now I'm wearing a locked in hoodie, you're wearing a shirt that says live life to the fullest. If you're repping this, you can't be a phone. Are you can't be wearing this hoodie to the gym, wearing it when I'm doing desk work, wearing it when I'm trying to lock in on relaxation. I'm wearing it for every major thing because I want to be present Mm. in the moment, focused, locked in, dialed in on what I'm doing. So I was like, mom, I need two more. I need to be wearing one all the time. So she got me a green one. She got me a red one. Then I started obviously wearing them more often to other places beyond People the gym. People are noticing them. Sure. And everyone's like, yo, dude, what yeah. are these? Where can I get one? And this started with like my closest friends. People like Andrew, Colby G, John Jerzinski, Jojo Koza. The list goes on and on. Everybody wanted a hoodie. So my mom knew a website on Etsy and that's how she would make the hoodies. And we would just, people would order, you know, $45 for a hoodie, right. started dishing them out, dishing them out. And then Andrew, my guy, my partner on crime, he had the idea of, yo, let's make locked in wristbands. Oh yeah. Let's make some candy. Let's build it. Let's that's make right. some more flavors and just dish them all out. I'm like, dude, genius. So then got online, made a bunch of wristbands. They're so cheap to make. I don't charge anybody. They can have whatever they want for free. And I would just pass them out like candy. Like, hey, take this, take this, take this. So now everybody's got the wristbands. We have three hoodies, three sweatshirts made by Ben Favreau and Novice Clothing Company. And it all started from us just saying it at the park when we were missing the jump shots. But it's more than words. Yes. Right? Because we speak things into existence. And for people out there who don't believe it, listen to what Billy is saying. There could be a phrase, there could be something that helps you and it stimulates, right? Mm-hmm. Your brain, it gets you in gear. It helps you remember wins in your life. Right. That day when you were draining jump shots and literally making it rain outside. Yeah. Right. It was raining. It was raining and you were making it pour. Yep. Okay. And you guys were draining threes. I I, I would love to see that because I want to be part of it. Okay? Hell yeah. Come through next time. You got the invite. Ball is life. I'll Let's call go. you. Say yeah. that. So here's the thing. When people are watching that, in someone else's life. But when they create it in their own, when we're able to share that energy with somebody else, what it does for them is it ignites a spark. Mm-hmm. It helps them, like you said, to focus, to be able to, to do something at another level and create a movement. That's what you did. It's right. a movement because every single person out there, it can resonate with. It applies to everybody. Yep. If we could focus 1% better today, what would our life look like 
in every facet of our life right. a year from now. I didn't realize that this movement was like going to become something. Cause again, it wasn't about like, I'm creating a movement. I'm going to start a brand. I'm going to do it this way. It was just, I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting my energy out there. The universe was listening. My mom was listening and it all just worked out. And to go along with what you're saying, it's not about like, oh, I want you to rep my hoodie or my wristbands because I want you to wear my locked in stuff. It's about, I want you to embody the mindset. I want you to understand what it means to be locked in. There's no BS. There's no nonsense. There's no doubt. There's no fear. It's I'm going to do whatever it takes to elevate to the next level. If that means I have to cut off a group of friends or Mm. a friend or break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah, that stuff sucks. But if I'm locked in, I have to do it. That's right. If physically I'm out of shape, I'm way too skinny, a little overweight, you got to lock in. You got to get into the gym, find workouts that you love to do, running, basketball, weight training, biking, lock in. Because if you lock in physically, Mm -hmm. that's how you ultimately lock in mentally. If you're working some job that you hate, you feel like a zombie, you're going through the motions, like myself in Oregon, you got to lock in and figure out what can I do to get out of this? I'm not saying, oh, if you are locked in, you have to quit your job right this second and like pursue your passion. That can't work for everybody. But if you have a job that you don't like, start being creative, start putting yourself out there, create the content, start drawing, start dancing, start filming yourself, start recording yourself, whatever it is, start cooking, start being yourself. And then eventually you'll be able to go that path for good, leaving that job behind and doing what you really want to do. Also, it comes down to saying, screw my identity, screw what they know me for. When I was in Oregon and Wyoming, clearly I was a morning news anchor for three years after college. I built up this reputation that I'm this news anchor, right? I'm this guy on TV with the tie. I'm delivering it. I look super successful. My Instagram is popping. Everybody thinks I'm killing it. And okay, yeah, I was, but it's not about what they think. Right. The hardest part for me was that identity crisis of when I quit the news, because when I was in Oregon, I knew I had to quit. But the hardest thing, Dan, was thinking, oh my God, like, I'm going to look like a flop. Yeah, it's I'm like going to look die, like a failure, right? right? It's, but like, I'm not dying. I'm just going back and then making myself become someone new. or Recreate. Recreating. A reincarnation mm. of Billy Floyd. But I was so afraid to do that because now like everyone who knew me as a news guy is like, wait, so he quit the news to do what? Like, but you have to do that. So if you're a teacher or whatever your title is and you can't do it anymore just because you're worried about what people are going to think of you and what your identity is. Your identity is you actually being you and creating what you want to create. So being locked in means I'm locking in on whatever it is that you do. Connection. Yes. Authenticity. Yes. Is oozing out of you right now. You know, let me share one thing that my grandfather taught me. Ernie Anastas. He said, you know, Billy... There's nobody in the world with your name. There's nobody in the world 
with your fingerprints. So if you just give your true authentic self to this world and you do what you want to do into the mold of other people, you try to copy people, you try to be someone you're not because that person had success that way, it's never going to happen. You take inspiration from others, you see what worked for others and how it can work for you, but deep down, you got to utilize everything you've learned, utilize everything you've accumulated, and then you create, you give it, and then you just watch around you and it's like, damn, like <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. There's no luck involved. I intentionally did this, made it happen. Man, that's powerful. John Wooden. Legend. Legend. Every quote. 10 titles. So he was all about giving his personal best. Mm -hmm. And actually, there's a book that I read with my fifth graders in in the middle school um, called My Personal Best. And what you just shared right there, what your grandfather cut from certainly the same cloth as the legend John Wooden, is to give our very best every day. Mm -hmm. To not look over a left or a right shoulder, not worry, like you mentioned, about what other people are thinking and not to try to project how it's going to unfold. Mm -hmm. But today, be present in the moment, give your all, be positive, and do something that can bring some sense of joy or happiness to somebody else. Right. If we do those things, man, talk about a life. Talk about, you can make all the money in the world. And I hope people out there that you do, okay? Because you can enjoy the ride maybe a little bit more. But that's all going to pass away. Right. You know that. The fame can pass away. Mm -hmm. The way that you impact impact other people's lives won't. Jackie Robinson, another legend. Love these names so much. Life means nothing except for the impact we have on other people's lives. Agreed. So... For those out there, maybe they're younger. Maybe they don't have such a sense of direction. And maybe, and this could be the most challenging thing of all, maybe they don't have the belief in themselves. Right. Where do they gain some of this positive momentum? You gain it through doing. Because if you're sitting there thinking about, oh, should I do this? Oh, I like this idea. But can I execute? Oh, I really think this can happen. But what are people going to think? You are going to accomplish nothing. You are going to live with regret. And with all due respect, your life will suck. And you'll Mm. have to look back one day on your deathbed and say, I wish I did it differently. I wish I just did it. And from talking to kids, from talking to people, the number one reason why people don't do things, the number one reason is because they actually are afraid of what other people are going to think. And I love to say, it's not about what they think. It's about what I know. I know for damn sure when I was in Oregon, I was struggling to stay alive. I was struggling to find the light. I would walk miles and miles and miles a day. Dan, after I got off work, in Eugene, Oregon, I would walk almost 20 miles per day, sometimes even more. And I would just be thinking about what idea can I try? What can I execute? What can I turn into reality? And it would be raining and I would have my jacket on, no umbrella, just soaking wet, listening to music, listening to podcasts, even not listening to anything and just being with my thoughts, thinking, how can I get my way out of this? Because I know if I take the time to think and I come across something good, I'm going 
to act on it. So if people judge me for what I do now, if people hate on it, it's not about what they think. It's about what I know. I know Mm. I was fighting for my life at one point to make something big happen. I know I took those long steps. I know I was soaking wet, trying my best to push through to that next chapter. So why am I going to let someone make me feel stupid? Why am I going to let someone make me feel insecure about myself when you don't know anything about who I am and Mm. what I've done to get here? So if people are listening right now and they're wondering about how can I take my life to the next thankful, that next time you come up with an idea about content creation, a cooking recipe, you want to write a song, you want to post a video, you want to record something, whatever, do it. whatever, just do it. And if it sucks, good, because you're going to watch it back, you're going to listen to it back, you're going to take a taste of it, and you're going to say, God, this is awful. And if you're a real person, that's right. you're not going to just say, okay, I suck. No, no. You, you, it's going to motivate you to be better. You're going to try again. That's you're right. going to try, try, try. Then finally... You're going to make that great piece of content, that great recipe, that great workout plan. And then you got to muster up the courage to post it. Then you're locked in. Yeah. And and when you're locked in and you're loaded, good things happen. Are we willing to do that? I hope people out there are because graveyards, unfortunately, are filled with masterminds that they were going to do something. Yeah. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life Financial. Make sure to visit ef3life.com slash financial for my best-selling book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, a comprehensive guide to financial freedom and peace. Great resources, free, available at ef3lifefinancial.com. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. We can't wait around. We can't allow life to pass by. That's why I started Life to the Fullest. Because the thing that I realized in my life, to get a little bit vulnerable with you here, is I went far too long with just mediocrity. Mm. Wasting time. Mm. Wondering if I am going to make it. Sitting on the sidelines. And then one day it clicked. It's actually my rock bottom moment. Um, happened actually after a tragic car accident. My life was spared, thankfully. And when you get to a finite place in your journey where you see life flash before your eyes or you're at the bottom of the valley, as you mentioned, you have one of two decisions to make. Either I'm going to sit here and feel sorry for myself or I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to get dirty and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So fire me up. <laughs> so why not live it to the fullest? Why not, why so many people they're alive but are they really living? No. Now when you're locked in, you're living it to the fullest. You are living it to the fullest no matter what. This goes perfect hand in hand and I like the way you talked about, you know, your your car accident. I brought up, you know, that valley of despair. I was talking about this with one of my best friends, Brandon Petta, who's training to become a life coach. I've known him since I was seven years old, literally my oldest and greatest friend of all time. And we had a great discussion a week or so ago, and we talked about how the greatest place to be is when you have no other option. Like what you just said, when you, you get in a car accident or you're 
at the brink of like, I can't do this anymore. That's the greatest place to be because now you have to take the leap. You literally have no other choice. It's really easy to be like comfortable Mm. waiting around, being comfortable in mediocrity. But as soon as like life flashes before you your eyes, or you're in a moment where like, oh my god, it's do or die. You have no other options. You have no other choice. Survival mode. You got to take that leap. That's what it's all about. Yeah, unfortunately, too many people are like a little baby sitting around in their mess saying, mmm, it's warm and it's mine. Mm-hmm. Instead, we got to change the diaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to change the change environment. Change that. Come on. Right? You got to think, what can I do one more of? How, how can I push myself one more rep, one more phone call, one more text message, one more video post, one more creative means progress is coming. Okay this and what resonates they could go to the grave and hopefully on you know to a better place from this world understanding that they have peace because they gave their all right not leaving it on the table you get anxiety from pushing away those you know stressful or pressure situations so when you're going to bed at night and you avoided all the work you had to do in terms of Getting better at life, self-development, working on your projects, taking the leap. You're going to have all this anxiety. So there's so many people nowadays who are telling themselves and telling others, oh, because of my anxiety, I can't do certain things. They're using it as a crutch. It's a crutch. Action alleviates anxiety. You will not have that type of anxiety if you're doing what you know you have to do. And anxiety never goes away. You're always going to be anxious about something, but you're going to stack up that anxiety by not doing what needs to get done. When I go to bed at night, for the most part, I feel at peace. Mm. I feel great about myself because I know I did everything I had to do to make this day a success. And I'm not perfect. So sometimes I will go to bed a little more anxious because maybe I neglected a few things. But then I wake up that next day knowing I'm not going to bed feeling anxious like I was last night. I'm going to tackle this day even harder. So if you're out there listening to the people who are watching or listening right now, if you feel anxious, if people are anxious, it's because they're not doing what they have to be doing. That is what it all comes down to because you want to be able to go to bed that night and wake up the next day refreshed, ready to rock and roll. But if you keep saying, because of my anxiety, Mm. I can't be on camera. Because of my anxiety, I can't go introduce myself. You're letting yourself become anxious because you're not just saying, screw it. Let's go shake his hand. Let's yeah. go shoot a message. Let's go reach out. Let's go film. Let's go record. Yeah. Let's go do whatever. People are living in a perpetual state of procrastination, mm-hmm. right? And where, what is that getting them? Spinning the wheels nowhere. The hamster and, wheel. Yeah, and the anxiety just keeps building, building, building until eventually they just crack. Yep. Where instead, if they confronted the problem, what is the hardest thing for somebody to do? Look at themselves in the mirror and to say, hey, maybe I'm the problem right now. Mm-hmm. But to get real with themselves... Not a lot of people are willing to do that. Because it's terrifying. Like I look at myself in the mirror every day and I stare at myself and I talk to myself, whisper to myself, I hype myself up. I talk about my truths. Mm. And if you're not in love with yourself, if you're not at that point where you're comfortable with that, 
you like can't even think about looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, or let alone going outside the four walls of your house and trying to face the world out there. But what if you said, you know what, today I'm going to be different. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to tell myself the truth. I'm going to hype myself up. I'm going to give myself love. And then I'm going to go be myself in the wild. I'm going to go deliver what I really have within. But so many people, I know for a fact, they look by that mirror and they can't even do it because they hate the way they are. They hate the way they look. They hate the way they've become this type of person. And Mm. it's like, all you got to do is make a change. But so many people get stuck in their ways. So many people don't want to put forth effort. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody tells me that they they can't go to the gym, wow. they can't work out because they're washed up, they don't have time. <laughs> Do you think that everybody... Not. No, but you know for a fact that you have to show up and you have to show out. Some of my biggest inspirations on the planet are the 60, 70, 80-year-olds who are still crushing half marathons. They're crushing marathons, competing in powerlifting meets, showing up to the gym every day, getting shots up, looking like they're 40 or 50 because there's also that other type of 60, 70, 80 year old population who tell me, oh, Billy, wait till you get to my age. Your life is gonna suck. It's like- Come on, man. You don't know what I'm working towards, so you can't tell me my life is gonna suck. Maybe when you were in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, you gave up and you chose for your life to suck. They settled for that. I will not choose that. I will choose to work my ass off in That's the right. gym, we'll get to a point where I just turned 20. Good. Give me 30. And I'm only going to do things that will blow people's minds. And I'm only doing it with other people who think and behave the exact same way. And that is so crucial, especially for the younger generation out there, because so many people are inundated with, I want to look cool. I want to be part of this group, this clique, what have you. Instead, surround yourself around people who you want to be more like, who are doing it at a higher level than you are. Because if they're doing it at greater capacities, whether they're making more money, they're building a business, they're an entrepreneur, they're crushing in the gym, they're accelerating in sports, no matter what it is, they're going to raise your level, right? So many people have goals. Goals are great. I will never dispel somebody from having a goal, but you have to build winning systems. The only time and only way you can build a winning system is surround yourself around people who are going to help you to win in every aspect of your life. Yes. Yeah. It's like, how can you live your life when you're around people who drain your energy? They don't make you feel like you. You have to say to yourself, if I want to be a millionaire, I got to hang out with five other millionaires. And it's not just about money. It's about when I say millionaire, I'm talking about a winner, a a millionaire mindset, the millionaire mindset. If I'm going to work out, I want to work out with people who are stronger than me. If I'm going to play basketball, I have to play basketball with people who are better than me. Don't if, play with me then. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, we, I'm sure we can shoot around and have a bunch of fun. You, you got a little height on me. So I think a one-on-one game would be pretty fun, would be pretty fair. But for real, like you have to be around people who make you want to get to that next level. Because if you're around that energy, the pressure is always on. Because you know for damn sure... When I'm working side by side with Chris Wortman, the truest, realest dog I've ever met, the hardest worker, the most delusional and positive and logical and crazy dude I've ever met, 
never been around someone like him in my life. If I'm working next to him side by side, do you know how much better I'm going to become just because I choose to be around him, to learn from him, to watch him, to grow with him? My life is going to be exponentially better because of him and because I chose to be around him than if I chose to be around someone who didn't elevate me like Chris. And there's so mm. many different examples for every different type of situation. But at the end of the day, if you're not around people who make you want to become the greatest version of yourself, it doesn't matter how many memories you have attached. It doesn't matter what you've been through with these people or with this person, with this boyfriend, with this girlfriend. There's no love lost. You don't have to tell them, hey, like we're done forever. Yeah, we're breaking up. But you just have to move on. And you have to be smart about that. So many times, you know, the last thing I want is, you know, the group of drinking buddies. You That's know, right. how many people who are 30, 40, 50, with all due respect, they're just hanging out with drinking buddies. What are you accomplishing? What <laughs> are you doing? How are you growing? I don't need drinking buddies. I don't need friends. I need family. Mm. I need brothers. I need sisters. I need hymns. I a need company hers. Met. That's what I'm hearing. I need right? a dream team. Yeah. I need to be the best at being Billy Floyd. And I need a Chris Wortman who's going to be the best at being Chris Wortman. I need a Ben Favreau who's going to be the best at being Ben Favreau. I need a Dan Jason who's going to be the best at being Dan Jason. And if we all come together doing our roles under the same roof, going after it, we're just going to win multiple championships like all the greats who came before us. Yeah, it's like an all-star team. All right? The dream team, all-star team. And, it's a Hall of Fame and roster. And when we look at life, okay, yeah, people in the world might see success and say, well, there can only be one Michael Jordan. Yeah, dang right, never be another one of you. Mm -hmm. But more than people wrong. All the time. Thinking about, I mean, we just covered so much and it's so positive and I love it. The energy is flowing. I want you to think and, and talk a little bit about maybe throughout this locked-in platform, are there one or two things that you can find of an event, a happening, um, some kind of encounter that really you could call to mind that's like, wow, when I think about what locked-in is about, what resonates? I think um, something that was really important to me was there's this one woman who has become a really great friend in my life. Her name is Ashley Chef, and she has... Two wonderful kids, Hunter and Layla. I have nicknames for them. Himothy Hunter and Locked In Layla. Wow. I love this family so much. I mean, they're literally family to me at this point. I mean, I Snapchat Ashley every single day. We're always talking on Instagram. She's always commenting on my stories. I met her through the Adirondack Thunder. She's a huge Thunder fan. So cool. And we met this year because I'm the arena host for the team. So I'm at every home game interacting with all the fans, all the kids. I love it so much. Like it's literally the greatest position I've ever held in my life. But I met her through the Adirondack Thunder and they're sucked in and this relationship is really serious and I'm definitely helping her and her kids and I'm being that influence. But just like in general, like the messages that she sends me, like she will fire off long messages or we'll be in person and she'll tell me about what's going on in her life and she'll just detail like all the problems and all the issues and everything she's going through and then she'll talk about what she learned from me what we talked about and how she did something about it like wow. 
And this is not just like a one-time thing. This is almost every single week, pretty much every single day, where she will be honest with me about what's happening in her life, mm. and then she'll make something happen based off of what we had talked about. So she's the prime example of every person I love being in contact with because there's so many times, Dan, where I'll have meaningful conversations with people about being locked in, about chasing the dream, about spreading positivity, spreading your true authentic self. And they get so hyped about it. Oh, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start making this. I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to be a different breed. I'm going to. And that's great. I love that energy. But you know what happens after that? Fizzles out. Nothing. Yeah. I don't even see a post. I don't even get one word of feedback back. I get nothing, nothing from so many people. Keep in mind, a ton of people do follow through and they do make it happen. But this woman, Ashley, it is every single day, every single week. She's telling me about how she had to cry her way through a situation. Mm. Remembered that I told her every setback is a setup for a comeback. Let's come back strong. And something that she recently did, it was right before my birthday, on her forearm right here, she got a hockey stick, giant hockey stick tatted with the locked in logo. Wow. Cherry on top, BF initial, right on her forearm. And when she did that, I literally said to myself, and I said to her, you are married to the game. You are not going back. You are choosing to be you. You are choosing to be that role model for your kids. She is the greatest role model ever for her two kids. And if she's not locked in, her kids are going to grow up and they're not going to be locked in. And who knows where they will end up. Mm. But if she's instilling the locked in mentality that I possess and gave to her, I got all this through people who came before me. I'm just passing it down. Yeah, and, that, and that's a beautiful way. thing, right? You're you're paying it forward and mm -hmm. you're you're establishing this confidence. You're believing in other people. You're creating and and bringing to the surface their authentic self that is within each and every one of us, but we need somebody to help dig us up. To help mm -hmm. create that within us, to help spark and light that fire. Then the gasoline is poured on and boom, who knows what she's going to do with her life? Who knows what her kids are going to do? But you mentioned something before this whole story, and that is you said something that made me think our greatest ability is availability. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we would take a few more moments to have a listening ear. When someone comes our way and we're thinking to ourselves, oh, this is going to be annoying, what have you, right? Imagine if we paused. We thought, I'm going to be present right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be what this person needs. What could happen? We could meet Limitless somebody, right? We could meet a person of this nature and they can impact our life and we can impact them. And every time I talk to someone, I know for a fact I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be present. I'm going to deliver what I have to deliver. And like I said before, the mentality is every shot is going in. I'm going to succeed every time. And so many times, Dan, I'll have the locked in conversation. I'll have the positive conversation with someone and they'll either laugh at me or they'll be like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, Oh, oh cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they'll just kind of brush it off. They mm. don't want any part of it at all. But then there's someone on the other side who's also choosing to lock in for this conversation. Someone like Ashley, who's like, 
all in on it. Now we're going back and forth. Now we're building something. Now we're getting each other locked in. Now there's a connection. Now we're going to elevate together. But you have to be present for all these conversations because you never know where that conversation could lead you to. Imagine if I went into novice that one day and I was just kind of like, oh, maybe I was tired. So I wasn't bringing that energy and I wasn't being myself. You would have chose to be present in that moment. I chose to be all in with Sean and Ben talking about ideas, talking about being locked in. I'm pretty sure I was talking about being locked in when we ended up like coming together. But you have to intentionally choose to be like that at all times because you never know who's watching. You mm. never know who's listening. My favorite baseball player of all time is Derek Jeter. And when he was coming into the league the in captain. the mid-90s, the cap walk-off like, at home against the Orioles. Like I literally cried myself to sleep that night. Like Die-hard fan. But mid-90s, he you know, walked off the field in spring training. And Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly, told him, look, Derek, you never know who's watching. You never know who's looking at you. You got to be hustling on and off that field, hustling to first base every single time, no matter what. There could be a kid watching. There could be a scout, a family member. Somebody flew from across the country to come watch you play. You cannot be walking. You cannot be not locked in. I don't know if he said not locked in, (laughs) but basically he was telling him you can't not be locked. Ever since then, Derek Jeter runs on and off the field, hustle nonstop, his legacy forever in our face. And that's the same mentality I have. You never know who's watching. So why are you going to take a conversation off? Why are you going to take a moment off? You have to be present. You have to be locked in. The other beautiful thing is at the end of your day, when you look at yourself in the mirror before you go to sleep, you could say, hey, I can rest easy tonight because I was locked in. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you got to like what you see. A hundred percent. Right. The person looking back at you, it's going to be pretty good looking. I'm so grateful to, to be who I am. I'm so grateful to have that open mentality of like, I want to learn from other people so I can maximize my full potential. Like you can't just go throughout your life saying like, oh, like I don't need to listen to people. I don't need to learn from people. I I know all the answers. It's like, no, we're always learning. I became a way better student post-college than I ever was in college, high school, middle school, elementary school. Because now it's, How can we learn from other great people? Like we see the MJs, we see the Kobe's, the Derek Jeter's, the Serena's. We see these people and yeah, we can't become them because like you said, we're all one of ones, but like you can learn from these people and you can become that in your own way. Everybody gets so fascinated with these are the celebrities, these are the stars, these are the untouchables. It's like no more and worked harder than anybody else. So Why not us? Why can't we do it? Yeah, and the other part of it is there's so many unsung heroes in our own community, in our own city, in our own state. If you want to stand out and not to have the accolades, not to have everybody looking at you and singing your praise, but because you truly have the authentic ability and the desire to make an impact and to live your life in the manner that brings you joy and brings other people happiness, man, that is what winning is all about. It's about lifting other people up. It's never about, can I be happy? Meaningful connections and making a positive difference. Everyone is like, okay, how can I gain the most clout? How can I make the most money? Because once I have this, 
I will now become happy. I will embody greatness because of what the title says, what the bank account says. Mm -hmm. The way to feel fulfilled, the real way to feel like a winner is by doing whatever you can do to help other people. Whatever you can help them with, if it's their mindset, their fitness, whatever. If you can find a way to give your gift to the world and help other people, and even if we're not talking about like through your work or through your career or through your passion, just be a good person about this experience. Let them talk, make them feel important. And if you can be that type of person, people are going to want to talk to you. People are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to be a part of what you're doing. That's how you win people over. And that's how you make those connections. But if you're not doing any of that and you just think, well, if I just chase the bag and chase the title and chase the identities, then I'll just magically be happy. It's already over and there's no point of even playing anymore. Wow. Now, what I got to say is we talked here. We're going to talk again. And it's going to be a pleasure to have you on the show in the future. Because, I'm ready. I'm ready. Dude, you, you're, you're bringing so much goodness, so much truth, and, and so much realness. And sometimes the truth is hard for people to hear. But my hope is when they're listening today, wherever they are, that something stuck with them because if they lock themselves in, if they keep that positive mantra, they're bound to do great things in their life. They're bound to make an impact and they're going to understand that life is what you make of it. A hundred percent. You just have to make it happen. And I'm grateful for this entire opportunity. And just like to go off of what you just said, like, you know, you're a phenomenal listener and you ask great questions. That's why you're a great host. You have Thank a you. great show. This was a phenomenal conversation. And this is how conversations should be in real life. Like what we just did right here, right now, these are the type of discussions that we should be having. You should be able to sit across another guy, another gal, a group of friends. One person is doing the talking. The other person is listening. When it's time, the other person will now speak. They'll ask the question. They'll kind of be the one eye-to-eye -eye contact. We're talking about greatness. We're letting people share their part. And then we chime in. And then you build a real discussion. Because this was barely an interview. It was mostly just like a real deep, positive conversation. And I live for this. So I, I'm so excited to come back. I'm so excited to see where this show goes, and most importantly, where we go with all of our great people. Yeah, and what you just said there, we got to kick the weatherman to the curb. I love weathermen. Sure. But in conversation, people, they talk about stuff that's BS. No, no get into the real deal part of life. Yes. Be authentic. Be present with one another. Now, how do we become more present with you in the social media world? Where do people go to follow what you're doing, to hear about the events, to gain this momentum, and to follow that positivity? Um. Everywhere on social media, I love Instagram the most. I mean, that's where every piece of content goes. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. The handle is at one Billy Floyd. You can follow me. And most importantly, like I live for the messages. Like I tell people all the time, like, hey, please like reach out to me if you ever need anything. I'm here to help. I'll give them my phone number. And I'm always a hundred percent serious. Like Every time I want people to reach out. If you have a question, if you need something, if you want to talk about something, I'm literally always here to chop it up. I want that wholeheartedly. So if you're listening right now and you want to talk to me about something, 
you will never be a bother. Same with you, Dan. Like if you had a question or you need to call me about anything, I want people to understand that you will never be a bother. The only time you could ever be a bother to me is if you're going to like waste my time complaining about something that nobody cares about because nobody cares about your complaints. And people know better. They don't reach out to me about complaints. They reach out to me when they know they want to have that positive conversation. And also speaking of positivity, the mecca of positivity, man, Legacy Fitness Club. It was started by Chris Wortman. It was in his basement in 2020. 2021, he moved into a tiny garage. End of 2021, he built his own freaking from the ground up establishment right on Carmen Road, like literally to perfection. The greatest place for kids, like-minded individuals in the capital region to come to for the sole purpose of locking in and being better. People are creating content there. We have a basketball league in the summertime. Everybody's throwing weight around. All the girls are taking pictures and loving it. The guys got their shirts off and they're just going nuts. The families that come, they're so sweet. There's women's classes, there's kids' classes. So if there's anybody out there who needs that positive community to join, I'm always at Legacy Fitness Club. So come hang out with me, Chris, the whole crew. And again, if you have any question, come up to me directly. Ask me for a locked-in bracelet and let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm always here. I'm pumped to get locked in in the gym with you because let's go. I love fitness and working out. And actually in my basement, I built out my own gym. But here's the thing. Going in, being part of a community, there's something to be said about that. Mm -hmm. So you got my word. This summer, I'm going to lock it in. Legacy Fitness. We're going to get ripped. We're going to have great combos. We're going to inspire other people. We're going to just enjoy some quality time. There's a free day pass waiting for you. So come on in. We'll get a free workout in together. And it's literally right next to your place. Like it is, we're so close to it. It's wild. That's like, awesome. and I, I live literally right down the street from it too. It's in the heart of Gildo and it's the perfect location. And you know, Ben Favreau, he, he's a freaking savage. He's an animal. He goes every morning at 5 a.m. Every morning at 5 a.m. And he and, kills And you it. talk about a guy being locked in. I, I have uh, the opportunity and the privilege, the honor of working with him, and I'm across the way, and he's outside right there in, in, in the area where the turf is at Novice, and the amount of clicks he does in a day, it's crazy. The guy is so focused, and, and we're crushing it because of a great team, but Ben, man, Shout out to you out there. Shout out to all the people who are listening. Billy, shout out to you for coming onto the show, for sharing all the wisdom, all the energy, all the excitement, all the authenticity. I couldn't thank you enough. We're so grateful for you to be part of the Life to the Fullest podcast. And as always, what are you going to say? Stay locked in, baby. Lock it in, baby. Here we go. This has been a great episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Things that we're doing in the community, next upcoming episodes, and share the podcast with others so the show can grow. And as always, keep living life to the fullest.